the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know what you're trying to say, baby. You're trying to say, oh, yeah, it's business time. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Time to talk with Dr. Jeff Rosen, one of my favorite guests, economistwithbriefing.com, smart guy, relatable, which is probably one of the public's biggest fears of talking with an economist is that I don't know what he's going to test. I don't know what he means, but you do a really good job with this, Dr. Jeff. Um, it's been a while since you've been on. Uh, the jobs report that came out was viewed negatively. What was your take on it at the start of the month? Um, let's just put it this way. I was actually disappointed that we didn't have a government shutdown to prevent the jobs report from coming out. <laughs> I mean, it, it was really bad. and it, it was not anywhere what we wanted to see. We saw a drop in, in hourly earnings. We saw you know, two consecutive months of you know, considerably weak payroll growth. We saw another you know, big step off of the uh, number of people in the labor force as people can't find jobs and they're leaving, you know, in, in mass. And, you know, this is not what we were expecting. We were expecting, you know, an acceleration. We were expecting the Fed to have reason to raise rates in 2015. You know, we were expecting, you know, just basically a turnaround in, uh, in wage growth and, and uh, you know, growth in jobs in general. Weak enough that the Federal Reserve pauses for the rest of the year? In my opinion, they have to. I mean, unless we have a big reversal in the next number, and, you know, it, the way everything is, is focused right now is that everybody, you know, is just looking for the next report. What is the next report going to say? So if we have a big reversal that says that, you know, the last two months were more of an anomaly than an actual trend, then you may have some you know, reasoning to raise rates in 2015. But the way I see it, I mean, the way you have no wage growth. You know, you have no payroll growth. You have people leaving the unemployment, you know, leaving the labor force, which is the only reason why the labor, uh, the unemployment rate is staying where it is. I mean, if we had the same participation rate uh, in September as we did in August, we would have had an unemployment rate of 5.3% versus a 5.1% in the print. So... I mean, this is, these aren't good signs. This is not a sign of, you know, inflation returning back to its long-term trend where the Fed is hoping to get to 2%. You know, this, this doesn't cut it. This isn't cutting it to getting an economy, you know, closing in on full employment. I mean, it's clearly telling you that the unemployment rate, which, you know, we've talked about, you know, numerous times, is a biased indicator. It's not a metric that's accurately explaining what the true – uh, employment situation is. You know, if this was real, we would have expected to see, 
you know, a nice big increase in uh, in wages, and, and that didn't happen. You actually had a, a tick down in the average average wage. So, you know, these are these are not good signs. The IMF has recently been talking. Christine Lagarde, I think, is the head of that agency. What are your opinions about Christine Lagarde and some of the things that are coming out of her, out of uh, the press releases? Yeah, I think that you know she's talking up the fact that you know global economy is slowing. I think that's pretty confident, and the numbers are saying that. And you know the, the U.S. is a main contributor to economic growth. So. You know, if the U.S. is going to, you know, tighten policy, slow growth in the U.S., you're going to slow global growth, and it's going to make things harder. So I think that uh, you know the IMF is saying, hey, we need we need a leader, and you know, right now, really, the only leader you know, that we can see is the U.S. And as you saw in the last jobs report, I mean, maybe we're not as as much of a of a leader as we once thought. With the oil prices down, obviously earnings are expected to be lower for the S&P 500. If we were able to strip out oil earnings, what do you think the earnings season would be looking like as we're heading into it? Well, it's different because, you know, if you look at the S&P 500, you know, it's not a domestic, uh, you know, internal U.S. group of companies. So, you know, they're going to be more impacted by slowdowns across the globe. So even if the U.S. is strong, you know, you're not going to see the earnings growth that is going to be, you know, what you would have seen, you know, if China was accelerating, for example, or, you know, if Europe was booming. You know, we're not getting that. You know, we're seeing slowdown outside, and these companies receive a big portion of their earnings from outside the U.S., and, and that makes things for a bad situation if you're a, you know, a company that's, that's listed on the stock market. How is the economy converging right now with the stock market? I know you get a lot of input from some of your fellow analysts at briefing.com. What's the feeling with the sluggish results? Well, I, I mean, I think the stock market is more impacted on the global situation than the U.S. situation. I mean, right now, as it stands, even with the, you know, dismal employment report, which is more going to look at, uh, you know, future GDP growth. But, I mean, if you look at current growth trends, I mean, we're at 3% right now for Q3 in my latest forecast. So, you know, things are stable. You know, they're not booming, but they're not bad. They're not you know, recessionary in it by any means. So, you know, if you're looking at what the U.S. is doing, things look all right. Uh, you know, I think that we're going to see a little bit worse growth in, in the near future as uh, you know some of the export sectors have to slow down more than they than they currently are. But I mean, beyond that, you know, the U.S. is all right. It's just that you know the stock market is impacted by everybody else. You know. Yum Brands this morning, you know, saying that their, you know, sales in China were weak, which was pushing down, you know, putting stock pressure on the, on the downside. So, I mean, looking at the at the stock market, it's not a U.S. you know centric system. It's it's much more global, and and that's going to be reflected in those prices. What else are you working on? What else are you looking at right now that you think should be noted for us? 
Uh, you know, it's all the same. You know, everybody's looking at, you know, what's the employment sector going to do, you know, how things are, and then how are rates going to trend? You know, the new thing now is that we have, uh, you know, the potential of a debt ceiling crisis coming up in the uh, beginning of next month. And, you know, Treasury Secretary Liu said that, you know, the, the Treasury won't be able to basically pay off its current debt situation on November 5th. So if we don't see a raise in the ceiling, you could have a technical default where we don't pay on some of our debt obligations. You know, last time this was a manufactured crisis in 2013, we saw a big increase in short-term yields. Wouldn't surprise me if that happens again. You know, it adds risk to, you know, money market accounts and stuff like that, that, uh, you know, a lot of pension funds and insurance companies have, you know, balances in to keep their, uh, you know, current uh, duration, you know, investments to to match what their liabilities are. And these things could be very difficult, you know, and, you know, I don't know if the, uh, you know, resignation of um, Speaker Boehner is going to make things better or worse in that category in terms of what's the probability of something happens. And then even after that is taken care of, you know, we have a budget that only goes through December 11th, and that's a, like five days, I want to say, or six days before the FOMC meets in December. You know, if we have a government shutdown in December, you could probably wipe off any chance of, the, you know, the Fed raising rates, because I can't see them doing uh, a rate hike, even if the economic data said it was okay during a government shutdown when you already have, you know, uncertainty and, and you know, problems with you know, what's going on in the U.S. So, you know, there, there's a lot of political, uh, you know, in political stuff that you can't, you know, guarantee one way or another, but you have to model it somehow, and it's making things difficult. And we're just, you know, looking back at how, you know, how things happened in 2013, you know, when the last time this these uh, these problems came up. We recently have heard a little bit about the historic 12-nation Pacific trade deal that was struck on Monday. Um, do you look at trade deals, or do you factor them in after the fact? Like, you wait to see the numbers roll out to see who's the winners and losers? Yeah, I mean, I don't spend too much time on it. I mean, a lot of okay. it, the individuals are specific companies, uh, you know, that's not really my, my forte. I, I kind of stay away from, from, you know, trying to pick winners and losers in that way. You know, if you look at global trade, uh, you would expect it to see some export markets open up. You would expect to see some imports mar markets open up. You know, are we going to see a bigger trade deficit because of it? I, I don't know. Um, but you kind of have to wait to see how the data moves through to see, you know, see how that goes. But, I, I, I try not to pick winners and losers because I, I just don't have the the ability to do so. I'm with you. Um, how about the trade gap? Do you? I remember as a young boy, you know, would come on the news, the trade gap widens, and you know, we'd, at that point in time, we were angry at the Japanese and then the Chinese, and then like, do you look at the trade gap? Does it matter to you? Or? I mean, it impacts GDP, but it's beneficial okay. for your lifestyle. I mean, the reason why. You know, we're importing more goods than exporting is because we're able to get some things cheaper than we could do here. You know, again, there's certain industries that, uh, you know, definitely get impacted by these, you know, textile industries, furniture industries, stuff like that, that was, you know, a major source of employment 
you know, 50, 60 years ago that, you know, aren't really here in the United States anymore because of, you know, the opening of, of trade, you know, across the global economies. But, I mean, in terms of actual improvements, I mean, it's, it's a better thing for you and me. I mean, it's better that we were able to get, you know, something relatively cheaper, you know, that frees up our labor force to, to do stuff that, you know, is, you know, we're comparatively better at, you know, computer software, Thanks. financial markets, and this stuff. Thanks very much. It's Dr. Jeff Rosen with Briefing.com, a reliable source of information. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.